You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. DeAndre the God, the Arizona Cardinals, a miraculous victory on Sunday. The Hail Murray is born. It's Locked On Cardinals, Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. Give us all a follow on Twitter. At Bob Rack, at Clancy's Corner, and at Lockdown AZ Cards. You guys lightening up. We're loving it on social media. We're going to break down the memory-making duel in the desert that miraculously ended in a Cardinals victory. Full recap coming in seconds, plus the miracle saved head coach Cliff Kingsbury from some bad play-calling mistakes for a second straight week. We'll deep-dive those later in the episode. And your tweets, your reaction to the incredible finish, Today's episode brought to you by the protein bar equivalent of DeAndre Hopkins, Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKDOWN, one word, and you'll get 20% off your next order. So miracles happen, Cardinals fans. And one happened on Sunday, State Farm Stadium. That's your Lockdown Cardinals lead story on Bo Brock along with Alex Clancy. Kyler Murray scrambled around before launching a 43-yard rainmaker in the best hands in football, DeAndre Hopkins. Hauled in over three Buffalo Bills defenders, Alex. And the crazy part about it, Bo, aside from it actually happening, was right when that ball dropped in between the four players around him, it's like, oh, he caught it. Like, this wasn't like a a jumble job. This wasn't a tip drill, which has marred Arizona sports over the last couple weeks. This was DeAndre Hopkins jumping higher, reaching higher, and having, like, stick him on his hands and he corralled that. It was a no-doubter once that ball hit human being and it was DeAndre Hopkins' hands. This is what you look at when you bring in a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. Like, is it that surprising that it was him that caught it? Like, is it that surprising that it's a perfect pass and a perfect catch by the best receiver in the game? Taking away everything, the craziness with Josh Allen's touchdown that's, that set up this whole thing to them having to throw a Hail Mary. Like, it's like, oh, well... If there were to be two guys, especially on the Arizona Cardinals roster, to do it, it would be these two. And somehow, sweet mother, I went from, oh, no, Bo, I don't want to talk to you right now, to, oh, sweet mother, I have a bruised larynx. I'm right there with you. I mean, State Farm Stadium, 32-30. The Cardinals take out the Buffalo Bills. They move to 6-3. and three. They get a piece right now atop of the NFC West standings after the Rams Beat the Seattle Seahawks had handed them their second straight loss in as many weeks. They're uh, third out of the last four games. The Arizona Cardinals offense, they got the ball with 34 seconds remaining. Two timeouts on their own 25-yard line. How did we get to the Hale Murray? Kyler proceeds dink and dunk down the field. Completions to Nook, Andy Isabella, Larry Fitzgerald. Combined 32 yards there, not enough. You're still 43 yards from pay dirt, and then 11 seconds left, Kyler Murray. He scrambles around, and you knew when he was making time, if he could just get enough time to get one off, that he could get it to the end zone, and then Hopkins comes down with it, Alex. I mean, I don't. I, there's not much more we can say about the catch itself, but it's propelled the Cardinals to their where their record is at 6-3 and three into a first-place berth. But, you know, how we got there, uh, pretty interesting. It was a chaotic end to a slow start. It was 16 to nine after one half of football. You know, the highlight of the first half was Josh Allen 
hauling in his uh, a touchdown catch. Yeah, he was the receiving end of that one. But the Cardinals, they shook off a disastrous start to the third quarter. The Kenyon Drake fumble turned into a Cole Beasley touchdown. And the Bills led this one pretty handily, 23-9. And then the Cardinals roared back 17 unanswered points in the third quarter. It's 26-23. to Cardinals lead for the bulk of the fourth quarter. The wild interception. There was flubber on the damn football. I'll contest that until I die. Larry Fitzgerald. It looked like he was hauling in a catch, and the ball just it bounces into a Buffalo Bills defender's hands behind him. So the Bills take the ball back. You know, there's two preposterous play calling possessions by Cliff Kingsbury. You got the third and one where Kyler Murray's taken down for a six yard loss. You have to punt. You're gifted an interception to Drake Kirkpatrick from Josh Allen. You've got incomplete pass, incomplete pass, just seven seconds off the clock. That, and then you've got a Kyler Murray third down where he scrambles and, and the clock runs a little bit more than the seven seconds. You're giving Josh Allen his fourth opportunity, trailing in the fourth quarter to bring Buffalo back. You're thinking, worst case, they tie the game at 26-26 with a field goal. You know, they, but actually, the worst case was the lead that they relinquished, where Allen hits Stefan Diggs. It's Heartbreak Hotel, and then your two best players make the biggest play of the season, Alex. So, the, I got into it on Twitter with a couple of people about how, like, go with me here. And this is like the only Homer person I'm a Homer around about is Larry Fitzgerald, just because you know he's the crown jewel of the desert, and. You know, it's like somebody tweeted out, "How does Larry? Is that Larry Fitzgerald's first drop? In a, you know, constituted drop in a long time when the when the ball got picked off." I rebutted by saying, "A lesser wide receiver with lesser hands would have just dropped that ball." So the fact that Larry Fitzgerald actually had it in play for it to be intercepted is a testament to how good Larry Fitzgerald's hands are. I mean, is that is that irrational? Yeah, to, it's, to no, it's no, very like, complimentary in a, yeah. in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't it, think so. The grand scheme and everything you said was right. It was a weird game. Um, it's just all of this happened. If this was week one, it'd be a fun story either way. If this was week 10 or 12 or, you know, it's week 15 and they were out of playoff contention, be a fun story either way. The fact that this was the biggest game of the Cardinals season so far and the fact that they won regardless. If they won 3 nothing in boring fashion, who cares? The fact that they lost this game and won this game again within the, the span of 35 seconds, and they go to Seattle on Thursday as the number one seed in the NFC West when there's they had no business being there, 34 seconds, 34 seconds left in the game, just adds so much more intrigue to this. Like, this is what happens to teams that make runs in the NFL. These bounces have to happen, and this was the biggest bounce the Cardinals could have gotten. They, they're a relentless team. They've got a fighting spirit, which we haven't been able to say about Cardinals teams in the last couple seasons. There's been one game that they've really been out of the entire season, and you know that's a testament to the collection of talent that Steve Kime has on this roster. Kyler Murray, 245 yards passing, a touchdown. That was the hail Murray, it was the he had a pick, the weird pick we just talked about. Kenyon Drake has 100 yards on the ground. Kyler Murray has two more rushing touchdowns now in double digits on the season from the quarterback position at 10. DeAndre Hopkins seven catches, 127 yards. 
in the score. But you're right, Alex. This is a uh, quick turnaround for the Arizona Cardinals. Not going to get to dwell on this victory. We heard it from Cliff Kingsbury in the locker room after the win. He thinks you're not going to get your traditional 24 hours here to relish in this victory. You get maybe 12 and then it's back to work because you got a big divisional game on the road up in Seattle. Yeah, there's not a lot of time to think, which may be a good thing. Uh, but this changes the trajectory of the whole season. That's the foundation of this game. Them winning and them losing changes the trajectory of the whole of the whole season. The fact that they're six and three could be staring seven and three in the face if they can go to CenturyLink on Thursday and play a defeated Seattle team that looks nothing like they did two weeks ago or three weeks ago. It'll be against the Cardinals at State Farm Stadium. The Cardinals will be on the precipice of something that none of us expected. You know, they've already hit, I think the over-under was either five and a half or six wins for the Cardinals this year. They've already hit that, and they have mm-hmm. half the season left to play. Like, this is where house money turns to expectations are grave. Like, when we did our podcast with with the awesome guys from Australia a couple weeks ago, I said I'd be content with eight and eight because that's what I would have been content with before the season started. Now, a couple weeks later, even after a loss, a tough loss, and now a crazy win, things have completely changed. I mean, that's the way the NFL is constituted. Like the fact that if they now if they don't win 10 games, this will be a pseudo failure of a season, which is crazy to think with how they started the season. Unbelievable. Yeah, something will have had to gone horrendously wrong for that not to happen. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for more Cardinals information, of course, Listen to Locked On Cardinals wherever you get podcasts. More from the win, what it means, what a loss could have meant for this team as well. And we'll get into the play calling problems that continue to haunt the Cardinals head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, and your tweets coming up. It's Locked On Cardinals. It's Bo. It's Alex. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On AZ Cards. So Kyler Murray entered rarefied air on Sunday. This was way before the Hale Murray was born. He, uh, he and Cam Newton are now the only two quarterbacks in the history of the NFL with 6,000 yards passing, 1,000 yards rushing in their first 25 games. It's Cam, it's Kyler, it's nobody else in the history of the game, Alex. He's so good. So fun to watch. I mean, like, this is, and again, Bo and I pride ourselves on being just spectators of a sport of a team that we cover. It's not like neither of us grew up here. Obviously we have an affinity for a team wanting to do well. It's this is something that supersedes all of that. This is just, it's special, you know, and this is just something else to hang on his mantle. Like Kyler, Kyler Murray is, was, went down as, you know, the greatest uh, Texas high school player, which is saying a lot. I mean, I've seen Friday night lights. I mean, you know how important he is, but, like what he's doing is on the, with his legs and in the air. It's just, it's absolutely incredible to experience. I mean, three more touchdowns, three more total touchdowns on the day for Kyler Murray, more, what, 300 more yards, total yards for Kyler Murray. And when you look at the MVP seasons from the last couple guys, you know, whether it's uh, Patrick Mahomes or, Lamar Jackson. I mean, his numbers are, are either exceeding those or pretty comparable. Uh, when you look at what's going on in Seattle, when it looked like that uh, Russell Wilson was going to run away with the most valuable player award this year, he's turning the ball over at, at just a huge rate. And uh, Kyler Murray is continuing to make a, a case for himself. 
through nine weeks of the season. At this point last year, your 2019 NFL MVP, Lamar Jackson, he uh, I was looking at 15 touchdown passes and six rushing t- uh, touchdowns. So that's just 21 total touchdowns. Kyler Murray, 27 now through Jesus. nine games. That's so many. And then just icing on the cake at this point as we gush about Kyler is he's beat two of the top three uh candidates for NFL MVP in two of the last three weeks in, in, in Russell Wilson and Josh Allen. Both of those guys have, you know, jettisoned their chances at this point to win MVP and Kyler's rise is way more. It's expedited more than we thought it would be right now. I mean, listen, it would have been a fun story. Oh, Kyler's getting mentioned about MVP. Kyler's getting mentioned about MVP. Now it's starting to thin out. Like Aaron Rodgers hasn't played this, played that one the last couple of weeks. I mean, they, they struggled against Jacksonville. Uh, he played fine against San Francisco in their decimated lineup. It's Patrick Mahomes, and it's Kyler Murray. Is is that where we are right now? Yeah, I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers has a fair shot at it. I, I believe he does. He, he should. He's played well enough to, to get that respect. But no, for sure. I think that uh, we're talking about, especially after today, and Josh Allen, a couple costly picks for his team, and that continues to be kind of a theme, something we pointed out leading up to this contest. Uh, you, turn, turnovers will crush you. And, you know, as far as being the most valuable in the NFL, it's usually the guys that can take care of the football and also make the big plays. And, uh, you know, Josh Allen made a few big plays of his own, but didn't make the biggest play. I think Kyler Murray just takes a step further after week, uh, you know, week 10 of the NFL season, you know, towards the NFL MVP, Josh Allen holds back. Now, there is a, there was a you know something that continued from the loss from Miami on Sunday against Buffalo. The Cardinals were sitting at 26-23 for the entire fourth quarter. They got the lead with about eight seconds left in the third quarter for the first time since they led three nothing, uh, and it, it wasn't pretty. It was uh, it was basically the the defense made a couple big plays. There were a couple big picks. You know the Drake or Patrick. There was couple punts that they had forced. But when it came down to it, and there was four and a half minutes left in the contest, Cliff Kingsbury, his play calling, he knows it's under a microscope. And I don't know if that's just something that uh, he can't deal with, if, it, if it's just too, too high of a pressure for him to make calls. Because he's making good calls. I thought the script to open up the game was solid. Obviously, what what Kyler Murray was able to come out and do with 34 seconds, I don't know how much credit you give to Cliff Kingsbury in that situation, but they were able to get the ball in a position to where Kyler Murray could throw the ball downfield, make it to the end zone, and have a shot at the touchdown at the end of the game. But, man, Cliff Kingsbury's play calling was the reason that they were chasing points in a deficit with 34 seconds left in this game, in my opinion. I mean, it was they, they ran seven seconds off the clock on two pass plays before Kyler Murray's tackled on third down, and then they have to punt the ball away back to, to uh, Josh Allen. He gets the go-ahead score. You know, luckily for the Cardinals, miracles happen. Little things happen when you do the right things. You know, that's just... I, I don't really know how else to explain. I mean, you explained it right. You explained it right. I just, I, I just don't... I'm just looking at the big picture and saying, you know what? This is... It's fun... Little things bounce your way, and that that's as far as I'm thinking ahead about it. 
Yeah, in a game where we saw the weirdest bounce of all time and it didn't go the Cardinals' way, but it was like you had Kenyon Drake, Chase Edmonds, Kyler Murray all running for over, you know, combined they ran for 6.2 yards per carry in this game. Like you were running the ball effectively and to come, and I feel like Cliff Kingsbury gets snake bitten to where he just, he goes away from what the, is, has made the team successful. Like these third and one and these fourth and one plays that he's calling are because he gets snake bitten in a previous series or something like that. I mean, I, I, he, Kyler Murray has the negative six yard rush on third and one. The Cardinals have to punt the ball away. Drake Kirkpatrick comes up with the big interception. And then the next offensive series, Cliff Kingsbury makes the wrong calls. He goes pass, pass, and it's, both are incomplete. And uh, and it's just you run off basically no time and, and you yeah, give way too much. Day. I mean, it's Groundhog yeah. Day, Bo. I mean, yeah. we, like that's we didn't like at this point when the season started. Sorry to cut you off. When the season started, we used to text each other. What is this series? Shouldn't they be running the ball to eat clock? Now we don't even bother anymore. It's like, well, this was going to happen at some point. And unfortunately, it's happening with four minutes left when you could legitimately run the clock out if you if you call the right plays. There's going to have to be a big kind of change, at least. Look, the the Cardinals, their offense, they're putting up points each and every week, right? And that's a testament to, to Cliff Kingsbury. When it was when it was 2018, this team was in the Jurassic era as far as its play calling was concerned. Uh, and, and it's come just light years since then. And, and, there, and it's showing up each and every week, another 30 points this week. Uh, but as far as playing with the lead, and trying to put games away, there there needs to be some serious work with that because now it's been back-to-back weeks where they've fallen short of that. Miami was able to get the job done. Luckily, the Bills, they can't say the same. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Your tweets are coming up next as we wrap up an incredible recap of an incredible finish. The Cardinals taking out the Bills 32-30. We'll give our final thoughts and your thoughts Next, it's Bo, it's Alex. Give us a follow on Twitter at Bob Rack, at, at Clancy's Corner, and at Locked on AZ Cards. You know what the perfect way to celebrate a Hale Murray victory is? A delicious built bar. Yes. It's, it's the best tasting protein bar ever, and it tastes even more deliciouser because it's got six new flavors and it's a victory Monday. 18 amazing flavors, six new flavors caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake. Apple Almond Crisp to go wrong with the 12 OG flavors. And they're equally as healthy as they are delicious. They're great for the health-conscious person. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars, low-calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, though, high in fiber, great for the keto diet. You won't choke on it. I don't know. I I can't play this disclaimer if, if you're watching Nook make that catch over and over again. But... It's soft. It's easy to chew. That's for sure. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's one word. You'll get 20% off your next order using the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. I love each and every Sunday sitting down, watching the Cardinals game, home or away, and it's just fun to watch the games. Obviously, we, we, we've recapped six victories at this point. They're in first place in the NFC West. They are just days away from a showdown at the link up in Seattle against the Seattle Seahawks. But also what I love about game days is the interaction on Twitter at Lockdown AZ Cards, at Bob Rack for me, Bo Brock, and at Clancy's Corner 
for Alex. And we asked the uh, the Cardinals out there, the Cardinals fans, the Red Sea, the Bird Gang, what's next for the Cardinals following this miraculous miraculous Hale Murray? We'll share your answer on on the podcast. Uh, our guy from down under, Troy Crisp, of course, of the Bird Gang down under, he said celebration, and then some strong lessons in penalty discipline and clock management. These same two key issues raise themselves in almost every game. If we're going to compete, the Cardinals, in a playoff, then they need to t- make sure and sure up those areas. That's just one of a few tweets that we'll get to here, Alex, but uh, just love the interaction so far. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait for the day where we can get those boys from down under out here. We could have several beers, bow all the kiwi, strawberry wine coolers you can choke down. <laughs> Oh, you know, it's wow. gonna be it's gonna be a good time. Like uh, they're hard seltzers now; those have taken <laughs> over from wine. Cooler. You like the bubbles? I get it. I get <laughs> it. It's softer on the tummy. Um, yeah. I mean, first of all, appreciate uh, appreciate everybody's interaction. As as Bo mentioned, it's it's nice without uh, without you guys, uh, we wouldn't be able to do it. It's the Cardinals' rules. Jared's was great about winning in Seattle. I mean, it's just like it, if the Cardinals go on Thursday night and beat Seattle, Bo, like this conversation is going to change so much, you know, but, but I think Joseph was my favorite about the uh, discipline on the defensive side. I mean, that's what, what we've seen from Vance Joseph over the last three weeks is he doesn't really wake up and coach until the second half. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen, we see these weird blitz packages in the second half against Seattle, obviously 24 points or 27 points in the first half seven in the second half in overtime. And then what we saw getting Isaiah Simmons in the background, which I'm sure we'll talk about later in the week, the fact that we're actually saying Isaiah Simmons name, which is nice. Um, He's a different guy in the second half. I don't really understand. I know it's all about mid game adjustments, but still uh, Joseph's is mine. Joseph's is my number one seed from the responses that we've gotten. Yeah. I thought Mike made a good point, you know, talk about Kyler extending the play on the, on the Hale Murray imperfectly set up hop with the pressure and then he mentioned Isaiah Simmons, you know, 48 deserves some attention. He looked better out there. He was kind of thrown back into playing because Devondre Campbell suffered what looked like a calf injury. So Isaiah Simmons, we get a uh, bigger look at him. And then M says that the Seahawks have lost two straight. They have a good record. The Cardinals do up there recently. And thanks to the Cardinals can go up and win again, sweep the Seahawks for the season with a 31-27 victory. I mean, you go from 34 seconds left in the game on Sunday, staring down, you know, uh, a five and four record at that point. And then you could potentially be staring down a five and five record. Now you can be, you, you can honestly, realistically look at a seven and three team. I mean, say it again, cause I don't believe it. <laughs> it's, it's insane. You know? Seven yeah, and three. Well, and then Bo, like after the, after the Seattle game, they still have the Giants, the Eagles, and after their game on Sunday, we don't know which which team is better. Um, but the fact that they still the have, Niners are left on that schedule, a depleted Niners. Niners team. Yep, they have the Rams twice, and the Rams like they have the, like, and the Patriots who stink. So, so if you like, so let's let's go to Vegas really quick here. There is <laughs> seven games. I'm going to just we'll just rapid fire this. Seattle in Seattle, who's the favorite? The betting favorite. I just think that the, the Seattle 
Oh, who's who's the betting favorite? Yeah, like Man. who's, who's going to be favored in that game? Do you think? Maybe the Seahawks by one. Okay, I, I, it's got to be a pick 'em because they're 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 hit by injuries, especially their run game. Um, you know, where Russell Wilson's having a tough time taking care of the football, and the defense is just atrocious. Yeah, so I, I agree with you. I still think it's going to be Seattle by less than three. So that means the Cardinals would technically be favored if they were at home because the three points for for the home team. I agree with you. Patriots on the ro- the Cardinals on the road in Foxborough. Who's going to be the favorite there? Cardinals will be favored in that game. Yeah, by a couple points, I agree with you. The yeah. Rams, the Cardinals at home against the Cardinals, Rams. Yeah, the Cardinals should be favored at home against the Rams okay, so and vice versa. Yeah, the Giants in East Rutherford. Cardinals. Okay, so that's three out of four. Cardinals at home against the Eagles. <laughs> favored. Okay, that's four out of five. Cardinals at home against the 49ers. Cardinals. That's favored. five out of six. Yeah, and then the Cardinals in LA. That could be for all the marbles. Like we yeah. legitimately could be looking at who is the. Well, and Bo, listen, again, this is all predicated upon we don't know what this feels like because nobody expected this to be the conversation. You could legitimately be looking at week 17 in L.A. for the one seed in the NFC. Like this is not this is not a joke anymore. When you look at the path for the Cardinals coming down the stretch, and obviously this is all projection. You know, this is all we're still, we, there's still so much time left in the season, but the Cardinals are tied for the third best record in the NFC. And with that schedule, that game could legitimately be for the one seed in the NFC. And you've got is- teams, yeah, you've got teams like the Saints, the Packers that, that are, you know, they're playing in uh, easier divisions. So I think that that, you, you got to give them maybe just the, the, the immediate, Leg well, up. Who do the Cardinals have? Like the Cardinals have, they have an AFC North, an NFC North schedule the rest of the way, though. Like the fact that they had the 49ers early, they beat the Seahawks once. If they beat, if they beat the Seahawks on Thursday, they have almost locked up any tiebreaker in the NFC West. Yeah. And, and I think that the Dolphins on Sunday showed that they're for real if they didn't show that, yeah. you know, the previous week. You know, I, I, they had, they had another impressive win against the Chargers and yeah the the Cardinals you know the, the they have two bad losses on their schedule right now one's to Detroit and that was at home and then the other one was to Carolina where Carolina absolutely got their doors blown off by Tampa Tom in the Buccaneers but uh you know other than that I do think that there is a lot to clean up obviously you, you snuck out of this one from by the skin of your teeth with a, just a miracle but at the same time you know, the Cardinals, they led this game deep into the fourth quarter. They've got to clean up the play calling. It has to happen, but uh, they have enough talent to compete, I think, with anybody. Definitely. I mean, it's it's just like imagine if they played, and you could say this about any team. Imagine if any team played great from, you know, the kickoff to, to the end of the game, obviously. But the Cardinals' peaks, when they play well, those peaks are a lot higher than – maybe people thought so early. Like we knew the ceiling was going to be higher from last, or the floor was going to be higher from last year, obviously with the addition of DeAndre Hopkins and then the guys, Devondre Campbell, Devon Kennard, et cetera, other guys coming into their own in their, in their, you know, years after, you know, with experience. When we see this team performing, all systems go on offense. It is sexy, man. It is surprising. Yep. 
Like, what was the drive? I can't remember. It ended up – it was the first drive that ended with the Kyler touchdown, the Kyler touchdown run where he hopped into the end zone. It's like, where the hell was that for the first quarter and a half? Right. Like, why – and obviously, like, listen, they looked – this was a little bit like Tua against, against the Cardinals defense last week because the Bills lost a couple corners in the middle of this game. So it may not have been as incredible looking in the second half, the offense-wise, because you know there were some injuries on the, on the defensive side. But we're going to forget that the Cardinals almost lost this game and then won this game. It's going to look as a W, and it's going to be like, wow, the Cardinals are really in a position to make a lot more numbers than people expected when the season started. And the offense, if the offense can click, if Cliff can get out of his own way, man, I mean, the sky is the limit for this offense. It really is. We'll talk more about this offense, what it's going to take to get that win in Seattle on Thursday Night Football, but more what this team really has to focus on cleaning up on a short week. How does Cliff Kingsbury fix his play-calling woes between now and primetime Thursday Night Football? We'll get into that conversation. Also got a shout-out our guy, Ed Romero, got in underneath the buzzer, or before the buzzer, sustained relevancy. That's what he's talking about as far as what this win can propel the Cardinals to, and that sustained relevancy to our guy, Ed Romero. More of your tweets. Keep hitting us up at AZ Cards, at Bob Rack, at Clancy's Corner. You guys have a great victory Monday. Relish in it. It's, it always goes down smooth. We'll talk to you guys on Tuesday of a very short week of Locked On Cardinals podcast. We'll talk to you soon.